Corpa MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, how's it going? Welcome in. I am Chris Kiefer. I am the host of the one and only Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. How are you guys doing out there today? Hopefully you guys are doing well. Better than me. I've been sick for the last week. You guys can probably tell in my raspy ass voice. And I might hack a loogie or two in this microphone while we're doing this show. But nonetheless, we're here. And we're here to talk about... Man, it's been a long time coming. It's been a lot of hate comms. There's been a lot of crap stirred. But it is here. The 2024 Triumph TF250X. It's a lot of letters for one small motorcycle. But we're here to talk about it today. Going to break it down and uh, give you guys some details on what it's like to ride. Going to compare it to other brands of motorcycles as well. So uh, thank you for subscribing and uh, actually downloading this episode. We appreciate it. Let's pay some bills before we get started here. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATV, street bikes, whatever the hell you guys have out there that like, you know, drive, ride, whatever. They got it. Go to KeyFringTesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner. It's the only banner on that very disease-free website over there at KeyFringTesting.com. And uh, we try to keep it clean and tidy over there. And uh, click on that banner, and that leads you back to their website, and just continue to live your life, do your shopping, whatever the hell you guys want to buy, from $2 to $2,000, it doesn't matter. Just gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing, and it really does help us out. And it lets the Rocky Mountain people know that you actually like this stupid episode, and you like this stupid podcast that we have over here. So uh, it keeps this thing up and moving, and we appreciate that very much. So thank you for the people that are actually doing that. And you guys want to look good, um, dress for the crash, not the ride, or maybe you're the type that like the dress for the ride, not the crash. No matter what, fxrracing.com has you covered. KKMX35 is the code to save over at FXR Racing. And if you're a lady, like there is one in the studio today, we're going to get to her in a minute, but if you are a lady, you like to ride, I have a better code for you than the men. And just hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I'll get you that special lady discount code. And uh, you can uh, tell your uh, boyfriend or the guys that you ride with to suck it because Kiefer hooked me up. And REP Suspension, Mark, Chelsea, all the people over there that do great work, Showa, KYB, WP, whatever it is that you got, KKREP is the code to save over there. And they do all different kinds of suspension, revalve, springs, um, A-kit stuff, whatever it is that you guys want to do, REP will help you uh, attack the track in a more comfortable manner. Thanks to all of our 2024 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, 6D Helmets, Dunlop Motorsports, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Decal Works, Alpine Stars, Oakley, ETS Racing Fuels, Renthal, Maxima Kiefer Inc. 24 is the code to save over there. Uh, 
at Maxima, Contact Cleaner, SC1, all different kinds of stuff. My kid is uh, is crazy for Contact Cleaner and SC1. I can't keep the shit in stock over there in my shop, so uh, I need to tell him to calm down. He actually should spray some of that shit in his bedroom because it's probably smell better. Uh, but nonetheless, hi, Heather. Hello. You're not going to offer anything. No. In this podcast, but I'll we just thought it. you're here, you're home. I'm here and home. Stop playing with that cord. Oh my gosh. Because that will, people will hear. I'm just telling <sighs> you what people are going to email me. Hey, Kiefer, during the podcast, I hear, and it was Heather. Sorry. I'll just apologize now. I'm so sorry. we have Heather there. She's not going to offer anything no. to this show. I don't Unless it was on YouTube, then it'd be eye candy, but we're not even doing that. People are pissed off that I don't do that, by the way. YouTube? Yeah, they really want YouTube. And I'm like, oh. We need to keep some stuff a mystery. (coughs) I was talking to Heather about, not to go off subject here, but this is what we do. (laughs) Apologies to the Triumph people, but doing like a naked show, couldn't even see us. Because we don't have a YouTube channel. We could be naked right now. No one would know. But we're very honest. And we would tell you if we were. We're not. (laughs) We're very close. So, yeah, I've been sick for a little while. So you're going to have to bear with me on my nastiness that I have going on right now. And uh, just feel loved and privileged that I'm even doing this right now. Because mm-hmm. yesterday is not good. No. Fever. Cough. So, so bad. Actually, I've been bobbing, dodging, weaving this thing for a long time. Surprised I haven't been sick uh, before this. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, I've been sick. So, uh, yeah. So here to talk about the Triumph. You know anything about the Triumph? No. <laughs> nothing? I know nothing. You can speak now. I, I speak. I just know nothing. Nothing? I mean, no. Wow. It's black what? with yellow. It's some silver. Really? Right? That's pretty close, yeah, I guess. Flow? Flow yellow? It's like a highlighter yellow yeah. with white and black. I thought there was some silver in there. Mm, not on this this model, the TF250X. So. Mm. Uh but doesn't Jaleeks have some silver on it? That's race team. Oh, I mean, still we're trying. talking about production. Okay, this is what we're here for. People oh. want to know what the bike is like to ride. People want to know if it's a KTM. That's what they're gonna. No, it is not a KTM. I, I know start that. Flipping out, and it's a KTM. Mm. It's not Austrian. Yeah, it's not Austrian. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm gonna do that a lot this show, so just bear with. I know me. that much. See, I know colors, and I know it's not a KTM. Uh, it's not dripping Cromali, people. No, it's not. No. Nope. Do you know what chromoly is? Steel. Oh, wow. You're very good. <laughs> I've been around a little bit. Oh, wow. That's an aluminum frame. I know some stuff. So the Triumph uh, was, I don't know, leaked out to us uh, last year. Uh, I remember last year at Loretta's, they were leaking out videos step by step about the engine and things. <laughs> People were losing their minds because they wanted to know more about it and they were slow rolling this whole thing and... Oh, it you was guys, slow. Yeah, slow cooker. Um, but for me, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not. I don't really get anxious or like uh, get crazy about things. Like if let's say Ducati did this right because they're coming out with a bike, and they slow rolled it. I'm not gonna like freak out and say this is dumb. I'm not gonna buy the bike. People were actually saying. Oh, they I'm were hate commenting it bad. I'm not even going to buy the Triumph because this is so stupid. You're just don't, just show me the bike already. Just relax. Like, people just need to relax It's a like bit. an OnlyFans. The girl's not going to show you everything on her Instagram. You got to subscribe, and you got to wait. I feel like that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm just but saying, like, you can't. 
Oh, no one's subscribing to Triumph. You don't have to. You can just. I know, but I'm just saying, like the slow roll of it. Like it's oh, not okay. like, you know, like an OnlyFans chick's not going to show you everything on her Instagram because she wants you to wait. And oh boy, the Triumph people are not going to like this show so far. Oh boy, <laughs> maybe I should just leave. Should, should we stop and redo this? Maybe thing? we should. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So anyway, this people have been hearing about Triumph coming into our sport, and from what I've gathered. Um, Triumph wants to come into our industry to lower their age demographic. What, you know, because we do have a lower age demographic compared to um, some street brands and things. And, you know, Triumph has been around a very, very long time. Um, I think my dad was probably most excited about this coming out because he's a very. He grew um, up with Triumph, didn't he? Yeah, he had a lot of Triumphs with Rickman frames. And yeah, so he was uh, very excited about the Triumph brand coming into the realm of motocross off-road. Um, and, excuse me, hold on. <coughs> um, so, as you guys know, we're very transparent people over here. Yep. Uh, so, yes, I've been a part, a part, okay? Just a little part of some of the development on this bike for the last... I don't know, year and a half, two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been it's been going on. So just like I was when I was at Honda. Um, so I was at Honda since 2017, doing a lot of their production testing. And this this show, this Kiefer Inc. Media, has been going on since 2017 when I left Dirt Rider. Um, as you guys know, I am not here to sell any type of brand. I mean, I actually worked for Honda, and I was probably Honda's most harshest critic. Yep. And a lot of these shows that I've had and things. So nothing is going to change on that fact. So uh, I want to be upfront right now. So I'm not here to sell you on a Triumph motorcycle. I'm here to talk to you guys about exactly what I feel when I ride it. Um, what's it like and compare it to some of the other brands. As soon as you said that, how many people do you think right now are going, I knew it. I knew that SOB was a part of it. <clears throat> um, I don't think a lot of people knew. I mean, if anybody knew, it's because of, of Steve leading me to the edge on these shows sometimes. You know, like Steve knew because sometimes I couldn't come on the show because I was in Europe or doing some things, right? Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I am not paid by Triumph to sell their motorcycles. I'm here to help them develop their motorcycles like I was at Honda, like I did at Yamaha, like I did at KTM when I did all that stuff. Um, Ricky Carmichael, Ivan Cervantes, those guys are there to sell the brand. And I always tell people this too, and I just want to get all this out of the way before we continue on with the show is there are other media outlets out there that will be testing this bike, uh, that have videos that have podcasts. So at any point in time, you think I'm full of shit. You can turn this thing right off. Like (laughs) I don't care. I'm not here to say, Here's what the Triumph does. It's the best motorcycle ever, and you guys should get this. I'm going to tell you what's really good about it, and I'm going to tell you some things that I dislike about it. That's how it is, and the Triumph people know that I'm this way. So if you guys believe me, stick with me, listen to the show, and if you guys don't, feel free to press stop and then go to Motocross Action, go to Vital, go to Cycle News, go to Dirt Rider, whatever. There's all different kinds of people you can go to and listen, and maybe just maybe some of ours will match up you never know yeah maybe we'll all talk about some of the same stuff that we like and dislike um so i just i just want to get that out there now because i know some assholes going to say something about me being you know being a test rider for triumph and 
how You're I'm going to suck them. on Triumph's, you know, tit, you know, so don't listen to Kiefer shit. But you I g- mean, perfect example, people should, like, you worked for Honda, but did you... Did you choose to ride a Honda on your spare time? No, you chose to ride a Yamaha on your spare time. Did you race a Honda? Nope, you raced a Yamaha. So that right there should be enough proof. Well, in people the thought I worked for Yamaha because I I raced but Yamaha so I'm, much. But that's what I'm saying. Like you didn't at the time. Like Yamaha was so long ago. Yeah, Yamaha was a long time ago. Right. So I mean, that proof right there should be enough to know that you're not. Look, I'm not going to make this whole show up sticking up for myself and I like, know, tell I'm you why saying. you should listen to me. What I'm saying is you don't have to listen to me. Right. You can still think I'm full of shit and go somewhere else. I'm okay with it. I'm just letting you guys know that I'm not going to try to snow you or roll one over on you guys just so you guys go buy this thing. That does nothing for me. That does nothing for the brand. Right. Um, so uh, the reasons why I raced a Yamaha because I felt like that was the best bike that was available for me to go ride for myself. Right. Um, this year in 2024, people would say, oh, Kiefer, are you going to race Triumph? I mean, great. If we did have one, if I could ride one and race one, I probably would. But there is no 450 yet. Yeah. That is coming. Um, the 250 is here. That's the first bike that they're bringing out. And I'm probably not going to race a 250. Yeah, that's not true. Um, so I probably, and Aiden will not be racing it. A Triumph this year either? No. no. So I'm probably going to race a Kawasaki just because I like the new 450. So people, you right. know, these are the things that I do. When I go race, I want to be able to give myself the best chance, right? So uh, I want to race bikes that I like the most. So when I go and get my ass kicked, I can't make the bike as an excuse. It's right. going to be me. Like right? the first year you went to Loretta's. I should not have rode that bike. I shouldn't have rode that KTM. Nope. That was bad. That was bad. It was a bad decision it on your part. It was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we went to Gatorback. Um, they invited all the media over to uh, Gatorback to um, ride the bike. What's cool about uh, Gatorback is two different tracks. There's a Diamondback track. If you guys are familiar over there, you guys are from Florida. And then there's the Gatorback track, the national track. They opened up both tracks. Um, the Diamondback track is more open, a little faster, a um, little less jumpy, more mellow. And then the Gatorback side has more elevation and uh, a little bit bigger jumps. So uh, a little bit different um, variety for the media to uh, ride both bikes. They did a big presentation the night before, and uh, they gave us the whole rundown on the motorcycle. You can look for more information over on racerxonline.com. Uh, we'll have a video over there as well. as so I'll try to get something up on my website as breaking down the machine a little bit more than I will do on this podcast. This podcast is basically going to talk about exactly what the bike feels like and what I think of it on track. If you guys want to know weights, um, prices, all those things, I'll try to get all that stuff up on my website in a script type and not a video or a, a podcast format. Uh, but what I can tell you guys, and... And there is things that I, I really wish I could go back from day one and start this whole show and, and give you the whole spiel on what this whole evolution of this motorcycle is. But I have to give, I have to get permission uh, from certain people that try to kind of do that. I just can't be like, all right, guys, I started from day one and here's what we did. I can't do that yet, but I think it would be really neat and really a cool podcast for you guys to hear on how this whole thing evolved yes because 
Ah, uh, man. Besides doing the show and all the other shit I got to do, I've been traveling a lot for this motorcycle. Oh, yeah. A lot, um, people. Been riding uh, and watching this thing evolve. There's What's cool about this brand, I want to tell you guys this, too. I've been, a lot, I've been around a lot of brands. Since they are new to our industry, I feel like they are more open to create a motorcycle on what they feel like they would want as enthusiasts which to me is unheard of in the world of testing because I've been with brands that have been established, right? Japanese, huge brands that know what they're doing. They're not, um, they're not basically built kind of like the Triumph brands. Like, hey, we're coming in as an unknown. We don't know everything. I'm, we're not here to tell you, hey, our brand, we know everything. They know nothing about our industry, but they want to come in and build the best bike that they think is going to be the best for the general consumer. Yep. So for me, I'm like, well, this is pretty cool. So maybe I will have some say in what I think could make a really good motorcycle. So that intrigued me right away. And um, I wasn't there um, from from day one. I wasn't there from you when You weren't it, there for the birth? No, I wasn't there <laughs> for when it came out, right? So like I started a little bit later, but I did see a lot of the evolution and- what I like about this bike, if you look at the TF250X, there is a blend of motorcycles. When people say, hey, it's a KTM. Uh, no, it's not a KTM. I think if you're looking from the outside, and I'm just speaking as a, a normal guy here, it's kind of a blend of a KTM and a Yamaha, which for me as a rider, fuck, that is unbelievable. <laughs> Those are the two brands that I really love to ride. If you ask me, Kiefer, what would you want to ride? The top two brands, besides the Kawasaki now, but... The new factory edition is awesome. I love a KTM power feeling. Um, and I love a Yamaha chassis and suspension. They use KYB. So the, the Triumph has KYB suspension. Uh, it has an aluminum frame. It has a power similar. I'm not saying it's, it's, there is some characteristics of the KTM 250 SXF power within the TF250X. Are we on spring fork or are we on? We're on a spring fork from KYB. Um, so that's what I'm saying. So we, we have a blend of an orange and a blue bike, which to me is really, really cool. We, we got some KTM engine feel, but yet we got Yamaha chassis suspension feel. So there's a lot of things that are going to be worth your time. I feel like if I'm a consumer in the 250F market, look, it, I don't get excited. I'm not, I'm older. I'm not like, Oh dude, a 250. I'm so stoked. Like I'm looking forward to when they go to a 450, Yeah. which I don't know anything about yet. Uh, I will pray, I, I think fairly soon, but for me, like I'm going to be excited if they come out with a 450, that's going to be the, the, the same blend, which I assume it will be. And it works like this 250 does. I'm going to be excited. Now this 250 on track, there's uh, a lot of, when I say it's a blend of a bike, there's a lot of unique characteristics within this motorcycle. When you put those two together, you think, oh, it's going to feel like a KTM and Yamaha. Um, it does in certain areas of the track, but it also has unique uh, feel, what I call it. That's what I actually says. If you look at these sheets right here, because these are all the sheets. Mm -hmm. You can hear them. <laughs> unique feels. So um, Its own identity. Let's just start with the engine. Let's just dive into it. So 
if you guys are familiar with the KTM 250, smooth, linear power. It doesn't have a lot of low end. A Yamaha has more low end, right? Uh, the KTM 250, smooth character, and then it builds up to a really long mid to top end and has nice over rev feel, right? The Yamaha has a lot of front side, a lot of low end, and then it doesn't have a lot of mid to top compared to a KTM. Yamaha lately has been trying to transition their engine to a little bit less bottom and try to get some more pulling. And I think that's the, that's where I think a lot of these manufacturers, where they're trying to build their 250 engines like now, that's going to be the character of these engines that we're going to see in the next four to five years. It's going to a little bit less torque, but more pulling power all the way through until Ducati comes in and blows everybody away with this whole new uh, engine system that they're running too, what's going to be revving like a crazy son of a bitch. But the TF250X has more low end than a KTM. So you have more front side, more uh, rat getting out of the gate better. Uh, you have softer, deeper conditions. It has more bottom end. I will say I don't think it has as much low end as a Yamaha YZ250F in the realm of a 2023 YZ250F, I do feel like it has as much, if not more, low-end than the current YZ250F out now. Um, so that is a very positive thing. What I really enjoy out of this engine as a 250, as an older, lazier type of rider, is that it has a lot of recovery. Do you know what recovery is, Heather? Uh, no. Let me give you an example of just in case you guys are listening with your wives in the truck, which is not a high percentage. <laughs> Let's say you bitch at me at something. Uh-huh. And we're driving somewhere and I'm I'm you just put me in a bad mood real quick. Oh. How soon I recover from that and get back into a good mood. Oh, that's okay. Well, that is what recovery is in the world of testing and motocross. So, if I'm bogging bull and I'm like, wow, how quick it gets back up in the RPM and how soon it gets back down and biting and pulling my fat ass around the track. That's recovery. Copy. It has more recovery than the KTM 250F. So that's what I like. RPM response is better. Uh, ECU feeling is better. It pulls longer mid-range to top in than a current KTM. And if you guys have heard... Um, some of these bikes, in case you were at LA Coliseum last year, you're watching Jeff Stanton and Ricky ride it around the stadium or maybe heard it on TV. It has a very distinct note to it. It doesn't sound like any other motorcycle out there. It's a little bit louder, but has like a racier tone to it. So I like that racier, snappier tone. Um, it just sounds really healthy and, and just sounds, for me, I don't want to use the word raspy, but it has that raspy um, racy sound, which to me, I like it. When you rev it in the air, it sounds really mean. So, um, for me, it has a nice exhaust note. I just think the engine is going to accommodate a wide range of, of riders. Um, the hyperactive B class kid that revs his fucking engine all the time. That's like every B class kid, including our kid. Right. <laughs> and then the lazier older guy that wants to maybe lug it around. Does it sound as mean if you're if it's behind you, like a Yamaha does, no, it won't scare the guys as much. The intake noise on a Yamaha scare the shit out of you. If right, you're you're behind someone you rev them. So no, it's not going to be like that. But 
it, it does to me, it has a wider range of power than the Yamaha does. Um, I still think the Yamaha may have a little bit more low-end feeling, but then after that, this Triumph is really healthy. Um, they did a lot of work with the ECU, and what's really cool about this whole bike, it comes with a Get ECU. So a lot of you guys that have these other brands that go, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Hey, you need a muffler and an ECU. I say that a lot in these shows. This already has an ECU. So um, I spent time with the Get guys um, back in Europe and tried to do some mapping with them and really clean this whole thing up. Um, and now you have the parameters of a Get ECU that are just wider than normal stock ECUs. So, so it's better than a stock ECU and it's So you're just getting better parts. Right. I feel it's like. not as it's not as good as like a full like EC that you would buy from Get. It's like in in the It's between. actually better. Oh. So honestly, like so in Heather's defense, let's say, you know, you wouldn't bought a ECU for your KTM from Get, right? It has stock base maps in it. Um these Get ECUs you know, are made exactly for this machine, you know? So you're getting the most out of this machine with this ECO with the durability parameters. So gotcha. for me, it's just, that's one of the reasons why you're getting better pulling power stock with the Triumph because you have a quality ECU inside there. Gotcha. Um, you're just getting a lot of quality parts. You got KYB suspension. You got to get ECU. You got Pro Taper ACF bars already on there. You got Pirelli tires, which... I don't think they're going to be any better than a Dunlop, um, but you're not getting what? What's the the word? Not I guess what's the word for unquality piece of shit? Low quality. Yeah, you're not getting low quality. Standard quality. You're getting high end stuff on your motorcycle. So. You're you're getting bells and whistles without having to really aluminum frame, Brembo okay. brakes. So again, blend Upgrade. of KTM and a Yamaha. This is the, kind of the best of both worlds. So <laughs> if you're looking for an engine that I think, and I don't know, I haven't had all the bikes together and compared them all, but I have ridden a lot of the brands um, while I was testing, and I could really hone in on what uh, the Triumph did good and, and what it lacked. And in a lot of my scores that, I, you know, that I've read, it's just there wasn't a lot of downside for the end product in the engine area. It is a really healthy engine. So I'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to hear what other media guys say, but I think, uh, you know, they're going to be really blown away by the engine. So engine's going to be one of the highlights of this, of this bike. Yeah. Um, you can kind of already see that too with the race team. Obviously, you know, supercross motocross race teams already have, stuff done to their motorcycles, but, um, Jalik, Evan, they get good starts on that bike. Um, I know their, their setup is maybe a little bit different in their engine, but, um, man, they had a good platform to work with. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Engine, I, I think is going to be one of the highlights of this motorcycle. So you won't be disappointed. Um, now some of the things I thought could use work is it still shifts similar to a KTM second to third gear transitions is a little bit tough for me to shift. I really have to use my clutch to get myself into third gear. If I'm under load coming out of a corner, I noticed that it was a little bit harder to shift at times. Um, a year or two ago, the KTMs had that same problem. 
Um, it just was, it wasn't as easy to get in the third gear when I'm coming out of a corner, un, uh, corner under load. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, as I do notice some of that with the Triumph, um, vibration, I think is, is on par, uh, with other brands. I don't think it's any better or worse. I just noticed a little bit, uh, more vibration through my hands, maybe because of the bar. Um, I don't know because usually with the ACF bar and other brands, I felt less vibration. Are you still changing the bar when you get your bike? Uh, to your bend that you prefer. So the bend that comes on the ACF uh, on the Triumph with the ACF is it's called MX Race. It's a bend that Pro Taper had uh, for a while, but I don't think they offer it right now. Um, so it is a lower type of bend, which to me I don't mind. Um, so you're happy with the bar that comes with? <laughs> I'm happy with the bar. I'm happy with the bend. I do wish it wasn't as wide as it is. It's a little bit wider for me. I like a little bit of a narrower bar. I think we're at 811, and I would like to be like 800 to 803, which is in millimeters. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking at me like I'm weird when I talk like that. No. Um, so, yeah. The bad news is it's an ACF bar, so it's carbon on the ends. Listen, and I've heard enough about you and Aiden talk about your bars. I know that you, what you guys like, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, I got used to it after a while. I just don't think we can cut them because it's carbon on the ends. So if you are going to go to a different bar, I would recommend, for me, I'm six foot, I would just go to a little bit narrower bar, but some people like wider bars. It's up to you. Um, uh, moving past that that is the only real negative is the shifting that i felt from the engine um gearing to me seems to be okay i haven't tried any more uh gearing obviously it's been a short time this thing's been out so it's not i don't have a a shit ton of time on that hopefully we'll get a bike here because i don't have one here in southern california so i would think triumph is going to give a bike out to each one of the major media outlets so we can ride them more which i think is going to be real beneficial and i would love to put more time on it and just have a production bike and just keep riding it and uh for me again i'm not a big 250f guy but i would actually ride this 250f just because of the power and how the character is on the motorcycle so um I do appreciate that. But as far as gearing, I don't have a setup for you guys right now. I think it's pretty good at the way it is. But if you guys ride um, longer, sandier type tracks, I may want to change the gearing just to kind of stretch out uh, second gear a little bit more. But uh, I will say this. Second gear is fairly long on this motorcycle and third gear pulls for a long, long time. So um, unlike a Honda where you got to kind of bypass third gear and go second to fourth, you don't need to do this on this bike. Um, so second gear is fairly usable on the Triumph, which I thought was, was kind of nice. Um, you guys always talk about, uh, hear me talk about third gear and how I use third gear a lot, but in the world of two fifties, man, it's tough to ride in third gear a lot. You have to downshift a second old school Yamaha engine. You could do third gear because it had so much torque. I don't think you can do that with the Triumph. You still have to downshift to second, but it is fairly wide and usable. So for me, I don't mind it at all. Um, I just think uh, maybe if you guys are riding faster, sandier tracks, you could go to uh, a different type of gearing. But I don't know what that is yet, so stay tuned, and we'll, we'll try to dial you in on some gearing um, specs. Uh, let's talk about the chassis. The chassis. You know what the chassis is? No. Frame. Frame feel. Okay. Um, Aluminum frame. 
Um, I don't know much about the back history of the frame, um, but just looking at the bike, and I, and I and I don't know this. It's just me talking out loud. Nothing, nothing from Triumph at all. It kind of looks like an older Yamaha frame when I look at it. Um, but man, lots of comfort within the frame. Straight line stability is really good on this motorcycle. How's your rider triangle? <clears throat> That's a whole different subject. That's ergonomics. <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to ergonomics. Oh. This is chassis. So the chassis would be what you're built with. When I'm looking at you right oh. now, this is your chassis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could talk about your chassis. Do you want to do that? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's not. Uh, so straight line stability, really good. Uh, bump touch comfort is <coughs> is um, has a lot of comfort via like a Yamaha, which I like. Uh, cornering to me is a blend of a Honda, and it has a little bit of a of a steering effort. Kind of like a Yamaha. Uh, Honda, because it leans over really nice, but area two of the corner may be a little bit heavier feeling similar to a Yamaha. Uh, so that is kind of, of where I'm at, and I stand with the chassis. For me, I've always been the guy, like, I give me straight line stability, and I'll make a bike corner. If a bike is unstable, I can't corner it because I'm so worried about the damn thing leading into the corner that my corners are slow anyway, right? So... You can always make a bike corner better, but it's very hard to make your bike more stable than how it comes. You can try with clamps and different things, but you can never get it as stable as you want it comparative to if you want your bike to corner better. So much easier to try to make your bike uh, corner better versus the other way around. So for me, straight line stability, really nice. Comfort is good on the chassis. I just feel like when I'm diving into a corner, I have a nice, easy, lightweight feel leaning into the rut. But maybe as I'm, you know, initiating my lean a little bit more in area two, it feels like a little bit of a heavy feel. And then area three is really nice. So I don't know if that's somewhere in the chassis or, or the clamp or whatever. Um, but the offset on the Triumph is a 22 millimeter offset. Um, but right now, Normally, I run my fork at about three millimeters up in the clamp, and that seems to be a, a good blend. I've tried five, which helps that uh, heavy feel in area two, but then I lose some stability, so I don't want that, and I just go back to three millimeters on my fork height, and, uh, and I kind of live, and I kind of get used to that little heavy feel in area two. But for me, the chassis is one of... Uh, <laughs> a standout for me because I did not think um, just by looking at the bike that the, the bike would be as stable as, as it is. Um, I've been to a few different tracks with this, this motorcycle and one of those obviously at Gatorback and there's quite a few high speed areas at Gatorback and I don't get any funny twitch or off throttle twitch Um what I do like about this motorcycle is it stays fairly flat off throttle. Uh, we'll talk about the suspension in a moment. But, man, overall, the, the chassis itself is a very neutral chassis. It's not like, oh, my God, it corners great, or, oh, my God, it's so freaking stable like a Kawasaki. I think it just has a nice blend of both that will satisfy um, I don't know. I just think it satisfies the beginner that maybe can't corner as well. Um and then it satisfies the faster guy that wants to go straight line pretty fast and get around the uh, the course in a 
in a timely manner. So, uh, Hopefully, I'll get to spend more time on this thing and dissect it more here in Southern California because I have had zero time on this thing here in Southern California. Um, you'll hear a lot of us idiots talk about, oh, I want to get it back to my track and see what it feels like. There is some, some benefit to that because uh, a lot of these media guys are used to riding one track and they can decipher things really quick because they're so used to what the bike feels like at these tracks that they ride a lot. Um, so... Normally for me, I ride all different kinds of tracks, so I can kind of get used to it um, a little bit quicker than most. Um, because in the world of production testing, is a lot of <laughs> it's pretty different than media testing. Um, just how it's set up and how we go about things. There's a lot of blind tests uh, within production testing. With media testing, you already kind of know what you're doing, and most of these guys in the world of media testing don't come from, from a production testing background. So. Uh, um, when they do get them back to their home home tracks, they can kind of feel their way around a little bit more. And I think it will help us talk about the brand uh, more and get more um, in depth with it when they come back to Southern California. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, KYB suspension. Um, if there is a brand that I'm more accustomed to as far as comfort, KYB is it. Uh, again, shock for me, it may be a little bit soft on the in-stroke, uh, but overall has a lot of comfort within the whole dampening feel. There's a nice quality feel within the fork and the shock. You can pound into bumps really hard, and adjustability is quite nice. We talk about track toughness in a lot of these shows, and I think there is some track toughness within this brand. Uh, there is... Um, a fork that has enough holdup to, I think, uh, can accommodate heavier guys. Um, but if you're an aggressive heavier guy, it's probably going to be soft for you. And then also, I'm 170, 175 pounds, and I do feel like it has enough dampening quality for me to ride at a high level without having to worry about it being too soft or in the realm of, I don't want to make it too stiff, then it's too harsh, and I can't make my way around the track. So uh, there is quite a... Um, a range of adjustability with the KYB suspension just in general versus the Showa stuff where I think you're closed within the box a little bit more than a KYB set. Um, so it is nice that Triumph recognized to use KYB, and I know KYB has been a huge um, part of this whole process leading up to this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I went out to a test and KYB is there um, many, many times. <laughs> Uh, many, many sets of suspension. So uh, uh, for me, I still think it's, uh, it is stock feeling stuff. Look at, you're not going to get anything too stiff uh, out of uh, a production set of uh, suspension. So if you're north of 180 pounds and you're a B rider, it might be a little bit soft as it breaks in. So um, just like any other brand, um, you might have to get some springs and revalve, but you have a nice set of suspension underneath you on this whole chassis and then it accommodates the chassis really well. So um, I do appreciate that. Uh, before we get to some ergonomics and some other things that we need to discuss, I'm going to take a break, listen to these commercials, uh, support the brands that support us, and we'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase. Like, let's go, buddy. 
or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, It's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, You put it in. And I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there thinking about buying a new 2024 YZ450F, 250F, and, of course, they still make two strokes. The new YZ450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. 2024 YZ450F is unchanged, but it is a proven winner has won many shootouts as well as the all-new 2024 YZ250F. That has won some shootouts as well. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening. That wasn't so bad, was it? It's what? Six minutes out of your life? Have you ever listened to the show without me being around? Just listen to a show? Yeah, I've listened to like... You have? When you and Aiden have done shows and stuff. Oh, you have? Uh-huh. What's your favorite show? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite show. 
I'm just listening to like. Want to talk louder? Do I want to talk louder? You should. Oh, sorry. Can you push that a little closer? Oh, do you want me? Are you on your phone? I was on. Can my you put that over the side, please? Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, are you part of the show or not? I was during the commercial. There, now we're loud. Now we're back. Ah, do you want me to scream? Yes, like get involved. <laughs> Triumph. Get excited. I it's am here. excited. Anything that made sense to you so far? KYB suspension. Anything you want to know about? No. Okay. It's a spring fork. I know it's a spring fork, and you're very happy it's a spring fork. Yes. I have uh, spring rates that will be up on my site, so if you guys want to know about spring rates and things like that, that will be up. Gearing, all of that will be up as well. Again, we're just trying to give you an idea of what this bike feels like and where it kind of floats in the ranges of all these other brands. Well, we're getting ready to leave for Texas, so it'll be after Texas, right? What? All your stuff up on your site. Are no. You I Are mean, you? do you think it ever stops me before from working? No, but I just know we're going to be on the road. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? Guess what still has to come up? Because these people <laughs> on the under end of this thing demand. We demand bikes. Emails don't stop. I Questions know. don't stop. I don't stop. I know. It's probably why you're sick. It's probably why I'm sick. It's probably why I got sick. Uh, so, yeah, ergonomics, uh, fairly flat um saddle on this tf 250x the seat cover is a little aggressive i'm not gonna lie to you like uh, uh eat your ass aggressive yeah Ooh. maybe like a little cella della valle you oh. know what that is yeah that's the ktm yeah seat. not as ribbed as that but it is uh <laughs> the spikes and the traction that are on the seat are good it's just um it, it eats my ass a little bit <laughs> so i mean i have been wearing a chamois Within my shorts, and it, it, it'll it eat that up a little bit after a long day of riding. Ugh. If you're riding a, an hour or two, it's not going to do anything. But Unless you have I'm a really putting, soft I'm putting some hours on this thing, and it, it, it jacks my ass up. I know. I've had to bag bomb your, or utter bomb your butt. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> density, the foam, um, that that is nice. The foam doesn't break down. Um, it's not too hard. It's not too soft. I know I've had a... A couple instances in these tests that we did different foam densities. So I feel like the foam density is, is fairly good. Not um, too hard, not too soft. Uh, we got lock-on grips. I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan? Not a fan of lock-on grips. Okay. Don't like the way the throttle, uh, the pull is. Just not a, on anything. And this just... In general. In general. Like KTMs don't like it. Uh they might feel good right when you get them, and then two, three hours later, they just feel like shit. Wow. And then you get a little bit more rigidity within these lock-ons. I'm nitpicking things, but nonetheless, I'm giving you things that I, I don't appreciate. <laughs> um, what else do we want to talk about? You guys have been wondering about this thing a long time. It comes with Pirelli MX-32 mid-softs. Uh, the bad news, it comes with a 100 rear size tire. I think it needs a 110. So if you guys are buying this bike and you have a little bit of extra cashish. That's where you spend it. Get a 110. It has a 1.85 rim size on it. Yes, you can run a 110 on it. Or you want to do it the right way. Go buy a 2.15 rim and then put yourself a 110 tire on it. <laughs> That's It's up to you, but... Don't email me and say, can I put a 110 on my 1.85? Yes, you can. I've done it. It's fine. Is the exact right way to do things? No, but it'll work, and it'll work better than a 100 on there right now. You have a little bit more lean angle. 
I feel like with the 100 size rear tire, I don't, when I scrub a jump, it, it loses traction too quick. Um, some of that maybe heavy feel in area two that we're talking about with this Triumph, that will get better on a 110 because you're a little bit wider of a tire. So maybe it's not so narrow, a little bit more consistency. Under throttle, as you're accelerating out of a corner, and if you're still leaning, it has more bite. Lots of benefit to a 110 tire. The downside is why manufacturers freak out, not just Triumph. Honda did this as well. They worry about weight. This weight thing, and this is your guys' fault out there, okay? <laughs> All you guys listening, it's your fault that these companies worry about weight. There is some validity to like, hey, this bike's too heavy, but with some weight comes stability. You need some weight within these motorcycles. KTM got really light, and it got shitty. It got unstable. Didn't like it. So there is a, a fine line between too light and too heavy. So uh, the reasons why they go to 100 size tires because it's like a pound lighter than a 110. Are you guys going to notice it? No. You, what you're going to notice is the bike's going to feel better with a 110 rear tire. So, yes, weight does matter. And if we're talking about weight, the Triumph is near a ktm i think it's maybe a pound or two heavier than a ktm so it's in the realm it's right in the the whole realm of all these other 250fs in there what weighs more a ktm or yamaha uh i think the yamaha weighs a little bit more ktm is still i think even though with the new chassis the latest one they have it's still one of the lightest ones in class kawasaki's pretty light as well but kawasaki has a very good frame feel and um even though they share the same frame, uh, what they did in, in 2023, the frame on the 450 and the 250 were the same. Now the 450 has changed. So I think in 25, uh, the Kawasaki 250 will change and then they'll share the same frame again. I don't know if Triumph's going to do that, um, but I do know a 450 is coming. Um, I know that they have an app for this 250, 250X, uh, um, so you'll be able to just do the same thing like you're doing the Yamaha and the KTM. You'll be able to change some things around on your ECU. Um, you can do that. Um, I do like that they have um, a map switch. Um, I'm not a fan of how it looks. Um, the cluster, the map switch cluster is not good. No? No. It just looks big. Oh. It's a big, sharp-looking thing. Don't want um, you to it's it. very easy to use. It's very easy. You can just, there's a launch control. There's a map switch. Um, it's all laid out right in front of you, right there. It's very easy to read. You can push <laughs> it. Um, I just don't think it, it's just really big. I think we can condense that a little bit. TAU. Tighten it up. Yep. We got to tighten it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but accessories are coming. Um, there's some things that I don't even know if I can talk about yet. Um, so I'm not. Um, but I can tell you there are accessories coming. Accessories? Like if you want an Akropovich, they'll have it. Oh. If you want some guards, they'll have it. But things are coming and going to oh. evolve. Accessories. You can read into my mind right now. Accessorize. Triumph will accessorize you if you want it. 
And then you can make your own Fun factory stuff. edition. Fun stuff. Accessorize. Oh. You guys read between the lines there? No. I'm just going to move the show along. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Up. So, uh, the, there are a couple maps that you can go back and forth on. What I do like about uh, the map, the maps that are pretty drastic. You can actually feel the difference um, within the maps. Um, I'm normally just a map one guy. I think that's an all-around best map. But if you want to go um, to map two and uh, get a little bit of a different character, that is available as well. But for me, I still think map one is the all-around best map. We'll talk about more um, about all that in the Racer X video, so you can go check that out. Um, that'll be up as well. Um, launch control, look it. The good thing is you're on a get ECU. So they're going to have accessories where you have um, the GPA, which is like the little GPA unit um, that'll go on your front fender. And you'll have different uh, launch control modes that you can do. That's really cool. There's a lot of different things you can use that with. Um, as far as traction control in 250, eh. Not a, don't think we really need it. Maybe if you're an Enduro rider, which I think Triumph's going to come out with some Enduro models. Uh, don't quote me on that. Again, I'm, I'm getting myself in trouble here. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think you're going to need traction control if you're a moto guy. Um, I have used it. It does work. You'll be able to feel it unless you're riding something extremely hard pack and you're just riding on grease or whatever, then I don't think you're ever going to use it. But that option is there for you as well, just like every other brand does that no one ever uses. I don't use the launch control, and I don't use traction control on a 250. Hell, I don't even use traction control much on a 450. I didn't even know they had traction control. <sighs> they do. Oh, well, look at that. Um, why do you talk so low? I'm just talking. There you go. Now you're oh. talking. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, carry the show for five minutes. Go ahead. I cannot carry the show for five minutes. <laughs> it would be dead air. Why? Why? Because we're talking about Triumph, and I don't know anything about it. Is the Triumph a, a, a good-looking motorcycle to a woman? You can be free here. If you think it's ugly, you can go ahead and say it. It looks like a dirt bike. It has two wheels. So you don't care? Yeah. I, just, I, I don't know. Like I, It, it mind-boggles me when you and Aiden sit on the couch, and you're like, oh, I think he's on like a... I think he's on like a 2022 frame. Oh, I, and I'm like, I don't know. How do you tell? Like, it looks like a bike. Vroom, vroom. Brembo brakes. <laughs> Hydraulic clutch. All great things. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I put Brembo front brake on my Yamaha. Love yep. it. Uh, mm -hmm. Kawasaki went to a Brembo front brake. Love it. Triumph has Brembo brakes. Love it. I love the easy to use uh, lever. Um, you can f make the lever go out, go in on the clutch as well as the brake. So you can get that customized fit for your finger. Um, I like that it has enough power. Um, the rear brake, awesome. Um, DID Dirt Star rims. So there's quality parts like we were talking about in the show. Uh, what else do you guys want to know? Shit. Uh, How much is this bike going to retail for? It's going to be in the... A little bit more expensive than a Japanese model, but still less expensive than the KTM. So what is... I probably sound stupid, but what is... 
I don't even know exact amount, and that'll no. be up later on. We'll put that up later. So Yamaha's Japanese and KTM <coughs> Austrian. What is Triumph? British. British. Wow. I didn't know. You didn't know that? Well, like, you've been going all over the place, so I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. Cheerio. Chip, pop, pop, cheerio. Cheerio with Triumph. That's not like Yamaha London. You're the one who's been talking British since I've been fucking doing this. But you've been not just. I come to- home from these trips, people. You've not just been and to I'm the, the UK. One been, I'm the one been over there. <laughs> and you're turning fucking British on me. Uh, Why? I don't know. You sound like y'all from London. Look it. Again, I'm not here to sell you on this bike, but I think it's going to be an option for you guys that if you're looking... For something new and fresh. If you want to be different, right? And you think, oh, I don't want to go to... It's not a Suzuki RMZ250. No offense, Suzuki. We're but not, it's better than that. We're not kickstarting our heart. I'm not going to sit here. It's going to win shootouts. I, I don't know what it's going to do. But I can tell you it's in the mix. It's a good bike. It's in the mix. With quality parts. It's in the mix. It's in the mix. Durability. I asked if I could talk about the criteria of what they did for durability. They told you no. Look at, and I don't want to jump the gun on here because look at my fucking ass will talk about the durability of this motorcycle and then some crazy shit will happen when people buy it and then I'll be an asshole. So I'm not going to talk about it. But I do know the criteria and it is on par with other manufacturers, if not more. And I know I've been a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I know what that's about. And I know what the tracks that they've been riding on and how much time they put into durability on a lot of parts. It is, I thought it was, I thought it was excessive. But nonetheless, that's how they want to come into this. They want to make sure. All their T's are crossed, their I's are dotted. Easy, Carmichael. That's what Carmichael says a lot. Oh. That's what RC says. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's. I wonder, I'm, I'm trying to debate if he's going to say that in some of these these videos because he's probably going to be in some of these media videos i would assume nonetheless and, and here's another thing about rc he he has been there at some tests he's ridden this bike mm-hmm. so look at i don't think he would sign off i don't know I, maybe he would i don't fucking know i just don't think he would sign off on something to his name if it's going to be a piece of shit correct you know and i feel like triumph has one chance to get this right you know, to bring their bike into our world and to make sure it's okay and, and one of the brands to choose from. Because um, if they screwed it up, that's it. Right, game over. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Trust me. We're going we're gonna to do more evolution I've, of this whole... Mo- Go ahead. I've heard about this for two years now. Pillow talk with you. Was it? Huh? What did we say? Well, just, you know... Things that you've done, tests, mm-hmm. going, coming. Things that you can't tell other people because you're sworn to secrecy. Yeah, I, and I, I wish I had an open book for you guys. And, and I'll talk with some of the Triumph people to see what I can and can't talk about. But I think some of the evolution of this is a good story. Whether that be in this podcast, whether that be in Racer X in the magazine. And, and kind of give you the whole thing of what I have been a part of. What I have seen. Right. And from where it started to where it has grown now. And that is with not with just the Triumph brand, but like I've been a part of new models and 
the process on which that takes is it's pretty cool. Yeah. And no one gets to see that kind of shit. Right. I and mean, we don't ever get to talk about it. Because all you guys get to see is the final product that's at the dealership or on these fucking videos that we all do. Right. So. And then you pick your bike up and you go home and ride it and buy accessories for it. Or you bitch about it and say it's a piece of shit and it's, the brand sucks or whatever. Like it's like everybody does. It's not going to be perfect, but nothing is. Our marriage isn't perfect. Wow. It's not. Ew. Our marriage isn't perfect, is it? I mean, I feel like it's pretty close to perfect. It's 75. We're like a C plus. Wow. (laughs) Click. Wow. Wow. Click, click, boom. Um, Yeah, I think that's covered. This is our first impression. This is the official first impression podcast. First look. Uh, We'll give you more insight, uh, more details, but... I feel like you guys want a feeling of what this bike is like. So if I can tell you guys right now, hey, Kiefer, should I buy this or that? Because this is what I get. Um, I'm not going to buy this first-year model because I don't know all the gremlins yet. I understand. I get it. Um, You guys want to wait a little while and let us... There's always going to be gremlins, I feel like. But a lot of these people that are buying, and and to their credit, it's... A lot of money, right? I understand that, but I mean, you've had bikes that have had gremlins in it that have been a brand that's been around for many years. Right, but what? to their credit, the chances of more shit happening to a brand new motorcycle is more than brands that have been around for a while. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm not here to sell bikes either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys want to wait a little bit while, I mean, I don't blame you. But I, I still think this brand's going to be around for a long time. Um, they're going to continue to evolve their motorcycle. They want to be the best brand. That's what their goal is in this market. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to wait a year, I, I, that's fine. You guys can do that. But we're going to try to give you updates and information. And, and if anything happens to this bike, I'm here to tell you guys that. If I have my test bike and it fucking blows up at 30 hours, you guys will know about it. Uh, Triumph doesn't pay me not. Tri- put this. Triumph doesn't pay me enough not to tell you guys if my test bike blows up. Right? Right. Here, Kiefer, here's your media test bike. Just like anyone else out there, Cowie, Yamaha, I'm going to let you guys know. So... I mean, nothing's nothing's different over here. How many bikes have we had in the last, we'll just say five years that have blown up between you and Aiden? A lot. Yeah. Right. Cowies, Yamahas. Right. Hondas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, Gas Gas was a new, weren't they new when they came in? No, because that is a KTM. So that is like when people talk about, oh, it's just a KTM. That's what I'm referring to. Like Gas Gas, Husqvarna, KTM, even though that brand, we don't like to, to refer that way. That's like saying Santa Claus is real. We're just believing in Santa. What do you mean? He's not real? <laughs> you know, a KTM is a Husqvarna, is a Gas Gas. That's Gas Gas. KTM bought Gas Gas, so it's just a copy, different color. Mm. Maybe small, different things. But Minor things to change. That's, that's what I'm saying about the Triumph brand. It isn't... A copy of anything. Right. Like It's its own entity. With any manufacturer, and, and I'm going to tell you about this, with any manufacturer, they're going to know what's good and what's not. So they're going to want to take things that are good 
They want their bike to be as good as that brand that is on the top. And then they're going to know what bikes aren't as good, and they're going to stay away from that. Yeah. Right? So I would assume that's the reasons why, hey, we don't want to go to Air Fork because people are bitching about it. We don't want to do that. We've been bitching about it since it came out. So that's what I would assume, right? And that's what's really cool about having a brand come into our sport because we haven't seen a brand new high-end motocross machine come into our sport in a long time what was we've had chinese shit come in all the time but this is one of the brands now we always talk about there's six i don't know how many brands seven brands now now we're going to have eight you know so when we do the shootouts there's going to be more bikes right you're not shooting out a cove mx450 you don't know what that is but people listening to this will know what that is but now you're going to have triumph in the shootout next year so we're gonna see all this this go down so it's gonna be good so engine i'm gonna say this right now it's gonna be one of the best in class chassis is gonna be in the middle top three it's gonna be in the middle suspension i still think yamaha suspension is better it's going to be in there. It's going to be in the mix. So as I'm saying, this TF is going to be in the mix. What does the TF stand for? Mm. Let's see. Why'd you got to do that? Why you got to do that? Well, I'm just asking all these. Uh, TF. I don't know. Triumph Factory 250X. Oh, God. I think I nailed it. Triumph Factory 250X as in motocross. I don't know. I don't think they should put an X. They should just put TF250. Because the X reminds me of an off-road model. When you have X, like KX450X, off-road. Uh, YZ450FX, off-road. Is it CRF450RX, off-road. But isn't Aiden's a 250, is it SX? No. Doesn't no. it have an X in it or no? No, he put SR on his bike because it's. Oh. it just looks cool or some shit. So that means nothing? That means nothing, no. Okay. So SR would have been like, you know how they have factory editions? Yeah. The Kawasaki had an KX450 SR. Oh. But the factory bikes, you know, they call them SRs. Gotcha. So, um, you guys have any questions about this bike? I'm going to be gone all week. Just relax. Don't bombard me with emails right now. He's on dad duty. Just chill. <laughs> He's on dad duty. Because once this podcast comes out and I say, if you have any questions about the Triumph, I'm going to open up the fucking floodgates. Uh, Chris Please. at com is that email because our virtual door is cracked open for y'all. It's cracked. And it stays cracked. There's a little light coming through <laughs> that door for you guys out there. Uh, no other media outlet <coughs> has their door cracked for uh, you guys. It's cracked at 3.30 in the morning when I hear your phone go off. Bring. I'll answer you. I pay attention to you. I care about you, the listener, the reader, the viewer. I care about you. I'm going to start emailing you. So all you (laughs) MFers that talk shit, Kiefer's biased, you tell him to suck it because I'm not. He's not. He really isn't. I'm not even biased toward my kid. No, God, no. (laughs) So I'm not biased toward my kid. I'm not going to be biased to a brand of motorcycle. Um, So, yeah. Triumph 250, TF250X. Hey, and a big shout-out, and I just want to give a big shout-out to, uh, since I am, I was a part of that, you know, um, 
just process of getting this bike out. There is a lot of hardworking people that bust their ass within the Triumph uh, manufacturer that mm-hmm. um, these people, and I'm sure this goes to everyone. I haven't been in in depth or as close to the personnel as I have been with Triumph. Honda, I only had my group of people, but I didn't see the people internally a lot like I did at Triumph. These people that are bringing this bike to you guys, right? Uh, they're, they're, they're 16 hour days. I, I've seen it. Um, Probably longer than they that, grind sometimes. their fucking asses off. These everybody to bring this bike out. A lot of work has been going on. And before you talk shit on the bike, uh, really go over every little nook and cranny of the motorcycle. Listen to every media outlet and what they got to say. But these people that have been uh, working their tail off to bring this bike out to you guys. Um, they des- they deserve a round of applause, and more manufacturers in our world is a better place for us as far as consumers, because it just either ups our game, sorry, ups other manufacturers' game to make the product better for us people that want to buy motorcycles. And eventually, what I think will happen, it'll knock the market down a little bit in cost, and provide us with. Maybe not a lot, but cheaper motorcycles to purchase. Mm-hmm. So, um, big shout out to all the men and women who have uh, been a part of this bike. And uh, my guy, Panda. I work with Panda. That's, his, that's, my, that's my nickname for him. We're not going to say his real name. Oh. But Panda, you know who you are. You, uh, you deserve a big round of applause. You've been busting your ass. Do you know who Panda is? Mm. You don't know who Panda I think I might know who Panda is. Uh, he's one of the guys within uh, the production Circle? production testing process. And uh, he's he works a lot, man. These guys work. They have families, and they don't see their families that much. Like, I see it. I listen to it. Um, yeah. You live it because you're part of it? <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, I, I, I don't even think I'm near the amount of work that these guys put in. Like, I do a lot of work when I'm there, but then I'm away from it, right? right? These guys are every day. Yep. So it's crazy. Um, yeah, so don't forget to go to racerxonline.com for the video. We'll break it down. I think Mathis will be a part of it. Holy shit, Mathis is going to ride the bike. And if anybody's... Here's a here's a good thing. Mathis is a Yamaha guy. So let's see what he says about it. And he's a heavier dude. So if, it, if a bike isn't going to work, it's not going to work with Mathis. Because oh he bleeds blue. And he's a heavier dude. Well. So I'm going to listen to what this dude says. It'll be up on racerxonline.com. He bleeds blue and some other people bleed orange. And here and, we go. Uh, we'll be back here on keyforingtesting.com for more information. If you guys prefer to read your test, I'll throw that up there while I'm uh, I'm out for a week. I have a big week of testing um, coming up next week, and then we're headed to Texas. So if you're at Freestone, come by and say hi, and then we'll come back with another show and recap Freestone which you'll be a part of. Yeah. Aiden will be a part of. Maybe loud-ass Eddie will be a part of. <laughs> and then we're going to break down the Triumph more because hopefully we'll have one here to ride and then uh, give you the ins and outs and some specs and some clicker settings. And uh, hopefully it uh, will be at the dealerships sometimes at the end of March. They're required to have them in dealerships by March because of the AMA rule. Um, so... 
What uh, happens if they don't <coughs> have them in the dealerships by the end of March? I don't know. I don't even know, honestly. What, is, what does that do? Like, does that mean? I, that's a great question. That's never happened, so I don't know. So, like, with, let's just say they didn't. Does that mean, like, Jalik and no. Evan can't race? I think they just get fined oh. a, a big amount of money. Oh. So, and then there's authorized dealers. <clears throat> so, not every Triumph dealership is going to have these bikes. So who will have them? Besides Triumph um, dealerships. We're going to break that down, too. We're going to talk about that more. I don't know, but there's certain Triumph dealerships within each region that will get a certain amount of motorcycles. Gotcha. <clears throat> there's a very limited amount coming in. Um, if you guys are worried about parts as well, I was guaranteed that the parts will be in stock once these bikes hit the dealership floors. This is what I'm being told. <clears throat> you can order the parts through your app there's a triumph app so i think this is kind of cool so if you guys are worried about parts and you break something on your tf250x you go to your app you can say okay you can go to your parts oh shit i uh i broke a side cover or whatever okay side cover part number boom it pulls up which dealership has it in stock has it in stock that's closest to you and then you can order it online just do it like that and then that dealership ships it to you so, in the world of 2024, you don't have to go to the dealership, which sucks because that part of it's missing, but you'll be able to get your parts. <clears throat> so, nice. I don't know. Maybe Rocky Mountain will have that as well. I have no idea. That's something I need to talk to Rocky Mountain about, but maybe they will stock Triumph parts as well. Um, any questions? Virtual door. Chris at keyforinktesting.com. <laughs> um, Heather, how's merch? Merch is good. We still I always talk about you when you're not here. Do you? Yeah. Just hit up Heather for merch. That's what I get. Yep. Uh, We have a few of the cactus hoodies left. Okay. They're almost sold out. We have a few of the cactus shirts. Okay. Did restock some of the American-made hoodies. Those seem to be everyone's go-to. All right. So we'll have some merch in Texas with us. Okay. And, yeah. God knows we'll need money because it's going to cost us $5,000 to uh, (laughs) go. Uh, so Heather at keyforinktesting.com is Heather's email. Um, you just go to the shop on our website. You can just order through there. Right now, all we have is PayPal. I need to talk to my guy Swizz and try to get credit card orders up there, but I think it costs us money, so maybe I got to do that. But I think we're getting big enough now. We should do that. Okay. So that's your job. Okay. You talk to Swizz about how we do that. Okay, I'll talk to you when we get back from Texas. If you would like something better on our website for shop, hit up Heather. We got hats, man. I think we got maybe like two or three hats left. Hats. Who doesn't like a good hat? Go buy one. Helps us out. Um, we'll be back uh, in a little over, in a little under two weeks. We'll be back with another show. Uh, don't forget to support our advertisers. They, uh, they help us out a lot. They're great products. Otherwise, they would not be on this show. Um, that's how we do the damn thing. Good products, good people. We stick by them, and you should as well. And uh, hope to see you at a track here pretty soon. If we're around, come by and say hi. And uh, don't forget, treat each other nice, ride safe, and we'll see you soon.